0: It's important to remember our theme for the year, Spirit-led saints. Romans 8 and 14 lets us know that when we are led by the Spirit of God, We are the sons of God. Figuratively, sons refer to saints that strive to think, talk, and do according to the written and revealed will of God. You no longer allow childishness and foolishness to be a part of your of your life. You've put away childish things according to First Corinthians thirteen and eleven. You're to the point to where you're you're just fixed in mind that you're going to stay in the will of God and uh, we should be to the point to where we not only believe but know the best place to be and the safest place to be is in the will of God. We also should know within us that enemies are going to try to stop us from walking as mature Christians, going to try to keep us complaining, mummering, or doing that which is in contrast to the will. Of God. So we have got to be determined to the point to where we are dogged about striving to stay in the will of God. Not just in the church, but outside the church. Not just when things are going wonderful, but when everything that can go wrong is taking place. We still have to be grown folk. I said we still have to act like grown folk no matter what. And so it's important to understand that when it comes to being sons of God and mature that we are no longer slaves. We are no longer in in bondage. We no longer allow things and folk to influence, control, or get us out of the will of God. Now, we have to admit that even as Christians, we have not always had the mindset to be mature. But it is imperative for us to have the mindset that that I'm no longer a slave and so therefore I no longer have to allow this, that, him or her to control me. I don't have to do that anymore. Even though I'm hurting I still don't have to allow my situation to control me because I am no longer a slave. I got to grow up so I can help somebody else find his or her purpose and become mature in In Christ, I don't need to be a such and such, but still acting like a slave. Who can't have slave mentality? I may be going through something, but I'm no longer a slave. Again, because I have to be an example for others to follow. How can I tell somebody to do a particular thing and I'm still in bondage to that thing? How can I be a witness for Christ when I still act as if he is not a major part of my life? Have to stop being a slave. To whatever is trying to work on my mind. Make me say what I have no business saying. Or do what I have no business doing. Got to get myself in the place I need to be. And then stay there. Stay there. No more going back. Just moving forward that needs to be our mindset as well as what comes out of our mouth and what we do 24 7 contextually the writer was talking to folk that were no longer slaves Israel had been delivered just like we've been delivered they had been delivered had seen God mighty hand with their own eyes just like us we can tell folks, Bible, but, but, but these eyes have seen some, some things. I said, these eyes have seen some things. You, yeah. How, how many, when you go to the mirror, you still amaze yourself? Get this, about yourself. I said, you still amaze yourself about You know you are a new creation. You know you have been changed for the better. Even though things will try to come and and try to make you think you're, you're no better, you know you're better than what you used to be. You know you're in a better place than you used to be. But, but you can never get to the point uh, when you have been delivered to where you forget who delivered you. Because you'll get to the point to where you, you will start trying to live on your testimonies and come up with your own commandments and judgments. Basically, God done delivered you, but now you want to put his word to the side and start doing what you want to do. Oh, so he delivered you, but now you're gonna come up with your own Bible. I know God told me not to do such and such, but 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 I just feel like I need to do that. Oh, so you just going to stop living by faith and walk by sight, senses, feelings are basically the flesh. You're going to mess up your testimony. And so the writer says to the ones that have been delivered here in Deuteronomy 6 and 20 that there's going to come a time that their sons will come and be curious or will crave Knowledge. Understanding. About. God. About the testimonies of God. His statutes. His commandments and so forth. He said they don't come to you. Because they're going. To be. Curious. A better word biblically, they're going to come because they're starting to hunger. For the things of God and and how God did this, that, and the other. And it's a blessing when when, when folks start to hunger, but, but folk who... are going to help them need to be in the place of maturity so they can not only tell them the right thing, but can be an example as well. In time, they're going to come. In time, they're going to come they're going to hunger and thirst for righteousness in order to be filled. And you have to remind them where you came from. So you can't be in no in condition. I'm still contextual. I done slipped into verse 21 now. Notice what he says again. Because some of you look lost. Notice this again. Deuteronomy 6. I'm going to read both verses. I'm going to stop in the first clause of Uh, verse 21 but notice when your sons ask you in time to come saying what is the meaning of the testimonies, the statutes, the judgments, which the Lord God commanded you then you shall say to your son we were slaves you gotta let them know you were Slaves. Notice that that's where you start. We were wrapped up, tied up, and tangled up in sin. We were flunkies to a taskmaster. We were being controlled by crack. We had a hunger for unrighteousness. Let them know you were slaves. Elabree said something earlier. He said, never forget where you come from. It's a blessing to be blessed. But never forget. When you were not blessed. It's a blessing to have God in your life. But never forget when you didn't have him. Things were trying to pull you out of his will. To the point to where you start thinking, talking, and doing. Things that say you don't appreciate what God has done for you. Never forget where you come from. Especially when you get to going through trouble. When you get to going through trouble and, and wondering why, remember you were in worse trouble. In sin, but God brought you out of that. And if he brought you out of that, he'll bring you out of what you're going through in the present. Never forget, you were slaves. Because some folks want you to think they've been in church all their life. They done had this, that, and the other all their lives. No we, we were flunkies, and, 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 and the only reason we are no longer the enemy's flunkies is because of him. Because see, some folk get to the point to where uh, you, you can tell that they don't appreciate God the way they used to. They act as if they're in a board meeting while they're in church. Real important why everybody around them is praising God. We don't need your boardroom appearance in God's house, we come to worship. We come to praise. We come to lift him up. We come to give the glory to the one that brought us out when we didn't know how to get out. You have to remember so so no matter how God blesses you, you never stop giving him the glory that's due to his name. Remember how you weren't making enough money to pay for nothing, but now God done bless you to the point to where not only can you pay all your bills, you can help three, four other folk pay their bills. But again, don't sit... As if you're important and bragging on how you can do that, remember the one that made it possible for you to be a blessing to other folk. Look at the text. You got to tell them that you were slaves because they'll think that you always was in the promised land. You were always doing well. You got to let them know you ain't always been. Man, I often think about where I done come from. And, and it's been a long time. I've been doing well a long time now. I'm, I'm just going to be, I have been doing well a long time. But I remember when I, I, I used to bounce a check just about every week. I remember when I couldn't pay that 240 something dollar house note. And even got no house note now, but I, I, I remember that. I will never forget and the way you exemplify that you never forget what God has done for him you constantly give him glory honor and praise in thought in word in deed whether in the church or outside the church to always remember don't get to the point the way you like some folk they have left God tell your sons when they ask you that you were once slaves And, and then he goes further you were slaves to Pharaoh in Egypt. I'm still contextual. Deuteronomy 6 and 21 now. Pharaoh was the title given to the primary leader of the Egyptians. They wanted to be different. They didn't call their leader king, a president. No, you're gonna be Pharaoh, the great house, the great family. And so Pharaoh was not a person's name. It was just used in the same manner that king. And Pharaoh was a different type king. Pharaoh was considered a god. He expected folk to worship him. You you know how you got folk that, 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 that because they are they are in a certain place, they just expect you to treat them. You 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 know I make more money than you, so you ought to treat me like I make more money than There's nothing wrong with giving honor where honor is due. But when you get to the point to where you try to make folk respect you because of this, that, and the other, you're in a bad place. And see, Pharaoh had a real nasty attitude. He was a bully. <laughs> Felt he was above certain things. Well, that's for y'all, but I'm, I'm above that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't act like you don't know folk like that. Even religion folk. I know y'all sanctified. Y'all do all that clapping and dancing and so forth. But we're a little more sophisticated over here. No, you in sin. Because we clap, dance, worship. Because the Bible tells us to do so. Brace said it earlier, Psalm 150 let everything that has breath praise the Lord you got money, praise him you got a little money, praise him you got a whole lot of money, praise him You got three doctorates. You ain't got no doctorate. You ain't got no diploma. It don't matter everything that has breath. God says praise me. Everybody ought to give God the praise. Thanks. I'm shy. He made you. And if he made you and told you to give him praise, put your shyness to the side and clap your hands, stomp your feet, turn in victory. Let everything that has breath praise him. Yeah, Pharaoh thought he was the one. Yes, he did. He thought he was the one. I got to show you something. Go with me to Exodus. Yeah, that that, that Pharaoh, he just—he was a trip. Yeah, he was. Now go with me to the fifth chapter of Exodus. And consider verse 2 what Pharaoh said in reference to God. Well, let me read verse 1 and 2 for clarity. Afterward, Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, Let my people go, that they may hold a feast To me in the wilderness or to worship him in the wilderness. Notice Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said, who is the Lord? That I should obey his voice to let Israel go. I do not know the Lord. Nor will I let Israel. I told you he he thought he was a shot. Don't let you don't know no shots. He thought he was a shot. Now, I ain't letting Israel go nowhere. Yeah, I know y'all do that little worship on Sunday, but you ain't gonna be Sunday worshiping while you working for me. You better let him go. It's a whole lot of little pharaohs. It's trying to be like the biblical Pharaoh. But notice, when you break down the text, figuratively speaking, Pharaoh is a thing or a person that refuses to let you go. that thing that keeps trying to overpower you is your pharaoh that person that you have been constantly at war against they won't stop warring is your pharaoh A thing, a person that refuses to let you go. And and, and this is the thing, even though that's what God wants for you. That thing is still trying to pull on you. Pharaoh can be so powerful in your life to well, even when you have been freed and got in the promised land. He does not have to say anything. You will start to crave him or it if you're not in the place you need to be. It's amazing how how saints can get saved, start dancing for God, and so forth. And and all of a sudden, they, they start craving the club again. They start craving Pharaoh again, even though they're in God's house. And sadly, some will leave the holy land <laughs> and go right back to each. he was doing so well until he started craving Pharaoh she was on her way but then Pharaoh started messing with her mind and she started dreaming about him. You can't allow that thing that keeps coming back to control you. That thing that refuses to let you go. You can't keep allowing it to dictate to you what you can or can't be. You can't keep doing it. Pharaoh is up to no good. is up to no good. Who is the Lord that I should let Israel go? And then he had the audacity to say I don't know him. I don't know him you don't know the one that stepped out on nothing and said let there be something and everything he said let there be started manifesting come on Pharaoh and you're right Elton he knew It's just like we got atheists and agnostics that that act as if God is nowhere around. They know. They may not want to say it, but they know. They may even try to push it away from their mind, but it comes to their mind. Nobody can make you and you not know he exists. You can deny it. You can push it away but you know it. But when Pharaoh made that statement he didn't know that he was messing himself up. Because when before Israel Got delivered, or the Lord delivered them, Pharaoh knew point blank who God was. He knew point blank. Yeah, I, I know who he is now. <laughs> and the last thing he saw was God. And even though he died as a man, he still had power. Even though God has delivered us from Pharaoh's people and things, those things still have power, but only the power we we give them or it. Say to your neighbor, Pharaoh is in the past. Is in the past. Why, past Why do you keep giving your past power? Oh, y'all didn't answer. Let's try that one more time. Why do you keep giving your past power? See, you're going to always remember stuff, but you don't have to give it power to control you. That's where the problem comes in. You're going to always remember your past, but you can't allow your past to still control you. Your past needs to become a part of your testimony. In order for folks to understand that, that God can change your past and give you a better present and future. But never allow your past to control you. If some folks broke now because of their past, they couldn't get Past being broke, so they'll steal. They always felt they was going to be like such and such, and that's exactly where they are. I got to move on, but say to somebody, you got to let Pharaoh go. (laughs) Understand this. Pharaoh enslaved them. And this this is what the Lord wanted them, the sons, to understand. And what we need to remember as well. The latter part of Deuteronomy 6 and 21. He said you got to remind them that, that the Lord delivered you from Pharaoh with a mighty hand. Look at somebody and say, you got delivered with a mighty hand. Matter of fact, if it be true, tell somebody, it took God to deliver me. Yeah. And, and and it's amazing because some of us we thought we were so good to where you can see your sin. So it took a mighty God to show you that your goodness is as filthy rags in order for him to deliver you. I didn't do the drugs and all that stuff. I just did what mama told me. But you were still on your way to hell. I don't really need Jesus because I've always been a church person. I got baptized at the age of three. Now, you got wet at the age of three. Because that's what your mama told you to do. When you really get baptized, you recognize that you are a sinner and you need to be washed. I said when you really get baptized, you recognize that you are a sinner and need to be clean. So, so there are two extremes. That, that there, there are people that were strung out on stuff that it took the mighty hand of God to deliver. But the other extreme is, is those that thought, "I'm already okay. I don't have to have Jesus like you because I ain't doing what you do. You show me, Jesus. You are Nicodemus." And Nicodemus tried to just come to Jesus like he was just on the straight and narrow. But Jesus said, Nicodemus, unless you be born again. And then you have folk in, in, in the middle that, that, that you tried to be as moral as you could in public. But you had your little dirt. Woo! I said you had your little dirt now everybody thought oh she is just so wonderful and and so lovely yeah but she got her little I'll see y'all tomorrow uh huh it took God to deliver all of us I said it took God to deliver all of us and you have to recognize when you testify to folk when you tell folk about the goodness of jesus you know what i didn't drink i didn't smoke but i was still on my way to hell and the only way i got out of that predicament is when the lord stretched forth his mighty hand Pick me up out of my mess. Cleanse me with his blood. Wash me and fill me with the Holy Spirit. With the evidence of speaking in another language. And I ain't been the same since. Shouted somebody, God delivered me. God deliver me. Out of my mess. God delivered me. God deliver me. From myself. I said, God delivered me from my. That's what he did. He said, You got to let them know that he used his mighty hand to bring you, you out. Why was it a mighty hand? Why did he have to use so much power? To bring us out. Because you thought you were more than what you really were. Because you were messy. (laughs) Because your family thought you were trash. And you felt you were trash. But then God said hey I can use you. But I'm going to have to clean you up first. And it took a mighty hand. And see, that's what he wants them to remember. You're no longer slaves now. You done been delivered with a mighty hand. But hold on. Because we are free moral agents. How in the world can such great deliverance happen? And now you want to go right back to Egypt. Say you maybe you don't need to go back. God undid all that work on you. And now you gonna throw it away? Say you name I can't go back. And I won't go back. Yeah, and get this. Some folks, Pharaoh is Beyonce. Or some other singer. Some, some, some folks, Pharaoh is, is that drink they never got. Well, my daddy, he tasted liquor, but I ain't never tasted no liquor. He ought to understand that I want to experience stuff just like he experienced stuff. That's a dumb person talking. Why would you want to experience what folks testified about kill them? Messed up their lives. Why, why would you want to leave God to go and see somebody pay two or three hundred dollars for a ticket to see somebody that don't even believe in? Get your head right. But it feel good when I do feel good. You going to go to hell for a feel good. After he done Brought you out with a mighty hand. Am I contextual? Yes. He delivered you with a mighty Folk asked me, how you change? I, I, I said, it was a complete God doing. I said, I couldn't do it myself. I said, the only thing I, I could do was say, Lord, I need you to save me. I said, I was that messed up. I didn't have no willpower. I just, there's the way you tell him to save you, he'll save you. He'll help you. I said, Lord, I, I need you to save me. I'm, I'm robbing folk. I'm I'm lying. I'm 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 cheating. I, I I'm I got enemies on every hand. I I I, I try to be proper sometimes, and then sometimes I'm just I don't even know what how to describe it. You know you're jacked up, but you still try to be. I was messed up. I ain't the only one. Pull out your mirror real quick before I go any further. But he delivered me with a mighty hand. And, and see, going back to verse 20, you got to remember that they're, they're, they're telling them all of the they're telling their sons all of these things because they want to know why do you do the commandments? Why do you do the statutes? Why the testimony? Why do you do all this holy living? Why do you praise him the way you praise him? Why do you do it? And you got to tell your sons the reason you dance the way you dance. The reason you leap for joy. The reason you turn in victory. The reason you don't go where you used to go. You don't act like you used to act. Is because he delivered you. What a mighty hand. The reason I won't slap her. Because he delivered me. The reason when I feel like cussing somebody out. That I don't go through with it, It's because he. Delivered me. The sons wanted to know why? Why do you keep the commands? The statute? Why? The testimony. Because he he delivered us with a mighty hand. Why do you give tithes even though a major preacher said you should? Because he delivered me and his word who he is changes not and I'm going to stop right now